Okay, before we uh, get started tonight and dismiss the middle school, Mr. Tom, do you mind putting up there the rules um, slide? I told y'all last week, I just want to go over it again. All right, there's no use of any foul language or inappropriate language here. There is no public or public display of affection, PDA, and that means... Um, boy and girl, boy and boy, girl and girl, always respect authority and others, or each other, however you want to say it. All right, dress appropriately. We really don't have a lot of issues with that. Be where you're supposed to be, and you remain in the warehouse. That got better last week. We got to remain inside the buildings. No one is allowed in the gym during worship. I think that's a no-duh. Uh, no food or drink allowed in classrooms, the gym, and the worship center. Please, 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 guys, remember this. I allowed one basketball back in this week. Remember, you use your hands, not your feet. All right, we are not monkeys. I hope not. So I really want to push that and emphasize that. And don't forget, next week is what? See, it's pole. We'll be all in together next week, just kind of celebrating that International Day of Student Prayer, okay? At this time, we're going to dismiss you for middle school journey. Eighth grade boys, you're going to be in with Dominic tonight, because Luke is at cross country today. All right, y'all dismiss. Middle schoolers dismiss, high schoolers stay and move. There's a sheet right there, guys. Hey, and AJ, before we, I need to get with you and Drew tonight about putting you on, okay. Help me not forget. That's my part. Thank you. Because I forget, and it's not on purpose. All right. Guys, we took a break from uh, Romans. Y'all mind if I grab a chair? Good. <laughs> Uh, no, not sit. Um, we took a little break, and the reason we did that is because when I looked out among the high school group, I saw that there's a lot of you who ha uh, are still kind of learning some basics. Now, some of you are not. Some of you are very, very mature Christians, and some of you are just kind of beginning. And so I've, I've done some fresher courses but uh, uh, last couple of weeks, and I think they've been actually well-received. Uh, with you guys. Um, we looked over the salt and light and how to be that, so I saw a lot of nodding on that, a lot of excitement last week. Uh, do you remember what we talked about last week? Yeah, the judging of others. So we talked about judging others and how to do that. So today, preparing for the um, CF poll, we're going to talk about the Lord's Prayer. Uh, how many of y'all have uh, ever memorized or said the Lord's Prayer? Okay, excellent. Um, many of you know it. Our Father, what? Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. As All right, so we got it, right? Excellent. 
So we're going to talk about that today, and, and we're going to ask the question, and I want you to ask this question, and it's on your sheet. We're going to ask two questions tonight, why we pray and how we pray. And so we're going to look at that tonight, why we pray and how we pray. So when you pray, you must not be like the what? You followed me in, my, in our verses as we read. And when you pray, we must not be like the hypocrites mean what in the Greek? Actors. Very good, man. Man, whoever was your 7th and 8th grade teacher, man, they were geniuses. Geniuses. Oh, wait, that was me. <laughs> Sunday school, baby. Sunday school. All right, hypocrites. Um, it means in the Greek, actors. So, like, if I'm writing notes, I'm going to circle hypocrite, put a little arrow above it, and write actor. Th that way, I, in my mind, I'm remembering that. Don't be like the hypocrites. For they love to stand and pray in the synagogues and the street corners, and they may be seen by others. Truly I say to you, you have received their reward. But when you pray, you go into your room and shut the door and pray to your Father who's in secret. And your Father who sees you in secret will reward you. And when you pray, do not heap up empty phrases as the Gentiles do, for they think that they will be heard for their many words." Do not be like them, for your Father knows your needs before you ask them. So pray like this, our Father in heaven, how be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive our debtors as we also forgive our debtors. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil. For if you forgive others their trespasses, you your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others in their trespasses, neither will the Father forgive you of your trespasses. The famous theologian J.C. Ryle says, asked the question, do you pray? Do you pray? And he replied with, do not turn off my question by replying that you say your prayers. It is one thing to say your prayers, it's another thing to actually pray. J.C. Riles is a very famous early 19, late 1800s, I mean, yeah, 1800s, early 1900s theologian. And he asked that phrase, and it's a good phrase. Do you pray? And do not just simply not think about it and say, oh, yeah, I say my prayers. Because a lot of us, when we do prayers, we just commonly just say off the things at the top of our heads. And we're going to get to them. Why do we pray is the first question we're going to ask. We're either praying to be people pleasers or God pleasers. This is what Jesus talks about. We're either praying to be people pleasers or God pleasers. And that's the question you have to ask tonight. Are you praying to please people? One of the things I think that really bothered me is when I ask people to come on, pray out loud, the first thing they'll go is, I don't want people to make fun of me. Well, we're not praying for people, we're praying to God. Because if we pray to people, we're going to be disappointed. They're going to look, they're going to look at the fancy words and the things that they say. 
Hypocrites, as we said in the Greek, means actors. And what happened was they, um, people would stand and pray in the synagogues and the street corners, and that was a common practice among the Jews at that time. And they would stand, and, and instead of kneeled and stopped, and they would stand and kneel and stop to pray at the appointed hour, wherever they were. And it was not to be religious or to be honoring. It was to make people go, oh, isn't Matthew so holy? Look at him. It's 1 o'clock, and he put his knees down, and he's praying. All right? And guys, and before you go, well, see, we don't do that today, but here's what we'll do. We'll, we'll go, did you hear his prayer? Wasn't it so beautiful how eloquently he spoke? Or isn't he this because how good he does this? And people hear that, and they begin, we, we quickly begin to wanting to please the people instead of pleasing God. And prayer is not for that. Prayer is not about acting. Some of you, when you pray, you might not be the best in speech, but that's okay because it's not about what you have to pray. It is about the heart of prayer. Remember what Isaiah 1 talks about. It says, do not bring me stuff out of hearts that are not ready for worship. Bring me stuff that has hearts that are ready to worship. A lot of times we are so wanting things to be so perfect before God that we forget that part of worship is Him preparing our hearts to worship. See, Him cleansing us, Him loving us, Him taking care of us, Him keep, um, getting us to that level, that's part of His glory too. See, we want to skip that part. i got to be perfect! Oh, He says, come as you are. That means all your problems, all that you are... So when you're praying, you're not praying to please people. So please, when someone asks you to pray, it should not be the act of Congress to say some words out loud to your Holy Father. It really shouldn't. The issue is, the issue is this, guys. The issue is not to place, it's not the place or the position of the prayer, but it's the heart of the man in the prayer. Some people feel like you have to pray here or pray there. Uh, it's so funny. You'll, ha you'll see people act a certain way. Man, this is the church, so this is how you have to act. Here's the deal. If you are a Christian and Jesus Christ lives in you, then where is the church? What? In you. Makes you rethink, doesn't it? So that, that's where we are. So... So, why do we pray? Well, being people pleasers versus God pleasers, if we're God pleasers and we're coming before Him, that's where we are. The next part of why we pray is having empty babble versus sincerity. When I mean babble, I mean like gibberish, um, crazy talk. I don't know what, what, what word y'all would use today. Is there a cool, hip word for babble now? Blah, blah, blah. Okay, we'll do that. All right. It says, do not heap up empty phrases. Thoughtless chatter are mimicking the sounds of meaningless jabber upon the Lord. In other words, this is what happens to a lot of people. They, were, they would sit there like the Gentiles, and they would just say words 
and put words together, and they just did not mean it. And before you go, oh, Kent, we don't do that. I just proved that you did. What? No, you didn't. Yes, I did. I said, our Father who art, and none of you thought about what those words even meant. I can do this too. For God so loved the world that none of you aren't even thinking about what it says anymore. You're just going. So before you say we don't heap up empty words, we have to be careful. We have been, we have trained our minds to heap up empty words. I pledge allegiance to the not even think about it anymore. That's why some people think it's okay to sit when when we the, uh, when some of us have had fathers and grandfathers and relatives who have died for that flag. We don't just heap up emptiness. It has to have sincerity with it. And it cannot be meaningless jabber. And so he's saying, he's saying this is what they're doing on the street corners. And they're not knowing what they mean. Guys, the, our high schools are full of people who have heaped up empty chatter. They're going to say one thing, do another. That's called being a hypocrite. And we have to make sure that we're not going to be that way. We cannot just make our words to God to be emptiness. He says very clearly in James, let your yes be yes and your no be no. When we come before God, we come before Him and know that He knows all. And we sincerely come before Him when we pray. We know that He can forgive sins. Do you know that? Do we know that He can give you your daily bread? Do we know that? Do we really know that He can do the things He says? If we do, then therefore there is power in prayer. But a lot of times the reason we don't have power in prayer is because we do not have faith in our prayers. Martin Luther said, by our praying, we are instructing ourselves more than we are Him, Him being God. I love that phrase. Sometimes when I pray, it's almost like I'm preaching, I'm preaching some extra stuff, and it's not towards Him. It is, <laughs> it, 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 a lot of times it's towards me. I, I have seen that. The purpose of prayer is not to inform or persuade God, but it's to come before Him sincerely, purposely, consciously, and devotedly, and understand that you cannot live without Him. I'll say that again. That our purpose of prayer is not to inform or persuade God, but to come before Him sincerely, purposely, Consciously and devotedly. Know what you're saying to him. Let it not just be empty words and empty promises. I love when people are in crisis situations and you start hearing this. God, if you get me out of this, I'll do. And I, and I, and I laugh every time. I'm like, don't make those promises. <laughs> Because you're not going to keep it because as soon as it doesn't turn out that way, as soon as it gets a little better, well, you don't mean all what I just promised you, God. And we start taking it back. Why do we pray? We pray with purpose and sincerity. We pray because He is God. So how we pray? Well, I'm glad you asked. How do we pray? How do we pray? Well, we pray with two things here. We're going to look at first, 
how do we pray first? God must be, as is, the priority. When we pray that God is the priority, I love this, and it says, then how do we pray? He says, well, you pray like this. Jesus used the Lord's Prayer, and it's bestly sometimes called the model prayer, or, or whatever you want to say, or sometimes it's called the disciples' prayer, you know, whatever. But it, what it is, it was a simply supposed to be a model. Jesus never meant for everyone to just repeat it over and over and over again. Not that it's bad, but because you're memorizing Scripture, that's never bad. But the purpose of it is to model some things. So the first thing we see is that it is a priority, that God is a priority. At the beginning, Jesus gives a warning against self-seeking prayer. God is to have the priority in every aspect of life, and certainly in our time of our deepest prayer or communion, that means connection with God. Prayer is not to be a casual routine that gives passing homage to God, like, hey, God, how you doing? What's up, man? And walk on. But should open up great dimensions of reverence, awe, and appreciation, honor, and admiration. Our Father who art in heaven, how be your name. In other words, your name is above all names. Your name is why we're here. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. When you pray that, what, you, what your baseball team, what your football team is saying when they say that, they're saying, God, let your will, your glory, everything as it will be one day in eternity, should be here, and it should rule our lives, and rule us as you would in heaven. Puts a whole new spin on it, because some of those baseball and football and everybody else players would never say those words. Give us this day our daily bread. It means give us, God, that everything that you provide, it's because of you. You're our priority. Forgive our debts. Forgive our sins as we have forgiven those who have sinned against us. That means we're not going to hold grudges. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. That means, God, we're going to be tempted, but Father, you have the power to help us get out of those situations. For you forgive their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. Let us forgive those like you have forgiven us. This is huge. Not mindless words that we repeat, but words that we mean. Second thing is how do we pray? Well, not only do we pray that God is the uh, priority, okay? He's the priority of the prayer. He is the goal. It's to his glory. A lot of times we make ourselves the goal and priority of prayer, but he is. But he's also, God is the purpose. So how do we pray? Well, God is the priority of prayer, but God's also the purpose of prayer. Look at John 14, 13. I think I put that on your, yeah, I did. Great. And whatever you ask in my name that I will do, that the Father may be what? Say it loud. Glorified. That means whatever you do, the Father will be glorified. So when you pray, he's what? 
I'm going to give you the hint. The answer to all this will be glorified. So let's say it together. One, two, three. So when you pray, he is what? When you eat, he is? When you date. Hmm. They kind of, they faded on that one. That's good. When you drink, liquids. You're glorified. Y'all went a whole nother way. When you do your schoolwork, when you talk to your teachers, talk to your parents. Oh, y'all are fading quick on me. It doesn't matter. It's clear. All those things. So, therefore, when we pray, he is glorified. So, because God is the purpose. I'm getting back to the prayer. But he, he's not limiting to prayer because a lot of times we just want to limit it to that. God's supreme purpose for prayer, the purpose beyond all purposes is to glorify himself. Although nothing benefits a believer more than prayer, the purpose of prayer and praying must first of all be for the sake of God, not self. Wow. True prayer centers on God's glory and not on man's needs. Ken, does that mean we don't take prayer requests and know that people have Absolutely, we take prayer requests. Absolutely, we give that. But that's not the sole purpose of prayer. Prayer was never meant to be the who's who of hospital lists. Prayer was never supposed to be the who's who's, of, the who's, who's list of boo-boos. Prayer was never supposed to be the gossip train. I'm telling you what, man. You want to find people's gossip, go to people's prayer groups. You can find it real quick. Pray for brother so-and-so. We saw him, da 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 That's how I grew up in the country churches. And growing up, that's what I thought prayer had to be. Then I kept reading scripture. I'm going, this is not what prayer is. Prayer is for God, not for self. And it's going to be centered on God's glory and not man's needs. Every part of the disciples' prayer or the model's prayer, or whatever you want to call it there, the Lord's prayer focuses on the Almighty God. Here Jesus gives us this comprehensive view of the essential elements of righteous prayer for everyone in which he centers on God. That is about him and him alone. Next week you'll have an opportunity at your school, and that is to do see at the poll. What that means is, in 1990, a group of 12 teenagers at a Disciple Now weekend started gathering and said, we want to make a difference in the world. We want to see a difference in our school. And the leader there said, they didn't have a youth pastor at the time. They were in between. Said, why don't we go around the schools, your different schools, and pray around the flagpole. And it was at nighttime, and they went around and did it. One kid was a homeschool student, so they prayed around his um, mailbox, Okay. And they, they went around, they did all those things. Well, that, uh, about a month later, some of those leaders who were at the thing had told some people about it. And, and in Texas, they wanted to make something stick with teenagers, that they want to see them make a difference in their campus. 1991, the very first See at the Pole happened. 
Texas, Louisiana, Mississippi. 92, 93, 94, all the way now to 2016. See you at the polls. It has gone from just a couple of states to being internationally. And it's to be, you have that opportunity. I have not missed a seat at the poll since 1992. I encourage you guys that you have a difference to make in your school. Because when they see you around that pool, they ask. But let me just tell you, they ask. You need to be purposeful. It needs to be about what the be God pleasers and not people pleasers. Why are you there? Don't just blow that off. That is an opportunity for the gospel. So depending on your schools at different times, but if you go to Barb High School, if you get there at 7.20, we'll start at 7.30. We'll have donuts for you. We'll have donuts there for you. That's my donut lady back there. Um, Livia the Donut Bailey. And uh, that's not a good nickname at all. That sounds really bad. I'm sorry. Uh, she'll be there and... Uh, uh, we'll all be there. We'll have donuts that morning. We'll, uh, so we'll, we'll encourage you. Fine, if you go to a different school, talk to your principal or talk to them uh, and see if they have something planned. If there's not, it's really easy. You just say, hey, we're going to be here at this time and do it. But don't forget the power of one. There's several schools that have only had one. That one person can really make a lot of difference on that campus. All right, we're going to pray and let Sam close us out here. Father, we thank you, Father, for who you are. We thank you for a model prayer. We thank you for an opportunity of what your gospel teaches us. And Father, I pray, Lord, that we will do these principles of why and how we pray. And Father, that we will make those differences in our life. And Father, that we will think through these concepts that we talked about tonight and that we'll apply them in our daily life with you. That we're not living this life out of routine, but Father, out of purpose. We give all this to you in your name alone. Amen. Worship with us tonight, guys.